Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. Are you looking to build this year? If so, there is no better time than right now to start planning and to get your spot on the construction schedule. If you need a garage, a stall barn, a storage for vehicles, RV, boat, collectibles, or even a a shop for your farm, hobbies, or car restoration projects, visit MortonBuildings.com and start your construction process. With superior materials, craftsmanship, best-in-class warranty, Morton Buildings are made to last for generations. At Morton, the difference is in the details. From their cutting-edge innovations to their craftsmen in the field, they are dedicated to surpassing expectations. Their legacy of excellence spans more than 120 years, and Morton Buildings is 100% employee-owned with more than a quarter million satisfied customers. That means they're the industry leader you can trust. When you choose Morton, you'll experience quality at every step of the building process, starting before the walls even go up. Visit mortonbuildings.com to get started today. In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. That is a kick in the face, um, to say the least. Um, that's, that can't happen as a defense. And um, if anybody's happy with that, you know, check yourself well, it's a good, bad, and ugly Monday, that's for sure. And um, I got to say that the bad and the ugly are kind of leading the race here thus far, early in the day. And, Max, I got to tell you, by the way, how was your trip back to Phoenix? Because I know in Buffalo, hey. it was getting a little cooler. How did, how did, how'd, you, how'd you land? We, uh, we made it. We made it. <laughs> and uh, an hour later with oh, the delay, no. but – but we made it. Hey, I, that's all I care about. Well, uh, I gotcha. care about the result. Yeah. The result was all that mattered. <laughs> <laughs> I can understand, especially after a rough day like that was in Buffalo, my friend. And certainly at one and four right now, you're sitting there and, you know, here's the thing about it. The confidence is probably a little shaken, you know, in that locker room. But you know, as well as I know, and we've both been in similar situations, not exactly the same. Can't say that. Uh, matter of fact, I could even make a, an argument to being in a worse situation and with back-to-back uh, getting howitzered. But the fact is, you are where you are, and you've got to get a grip on where you are and start the climb back out. As they said, claw, claw, claw your way out. I believe Minka said that. Yeah, no, I mean, it's um, – it, 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 it's just one of those sobering realities, I think, for, for the team. is just you can't show up and expect to win. If anybody thinks that, I hope I hope they've already gotten that out of their mind. I think after, so. After week one. But, um, but you have to play as hard as you can. And even then, when you do, you still need a bit of luck. And guys have to be in the right place at the right time for the right moment. I mean, I felt like that was that was kind of, you know, Buffalo's thing. I mean, guys were just in the right place at the right time. And Josh Allen got the ball there and delivered it. And they took advantage of something in the defense where maybe a guy wasn't quite as clean um, or a guy wasn't quite as sure or was catching up. And they just they just took full advantage. I mean, it was – and then offensively, we were literally inches away from that game being different, Wolf. You know what no I'm saying? Question. Inches away. I I don't know how many times Deontay can have an almost catch. <laughs> you know, almost, on the sideline. Almost huge, ginormous catch. You know what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, there was, I'd say there's what, three of them yesterday? There was probably about three of them. 
that could have changed the entire complexion of how this game happens um, if for the adjustment. Um, so you're right. I mean, the bad and the ugly are definitely leading the race. But the almost and shoulda, coulda, wouldas, I feel like has its own category in this. It's abnormally uh, yeah. large. Abnormally abnormally large is what I'm trying to say. Look, Minka Fitzpatrick one-on-one with Gabe Davis. I'll take Minka nine times out of ten to make that play. There's no question in my mind. Gabe Davis made a great play against a great player. It does happen. That does not devalue Minka in the least. It doesn't uh, devalue the defensive call at that place. He's in position. And again, Nine times out of 10, 99 times out of 100, in my mind, Minka makes that play against Gabe Davis. Yeah, same positioning, same lo- ball location, same <clears throat> gription. Gription, yes. Yeah. Ran out of Minka, gription there at the end. Yeah, exactly. Minka r- rips the ball away or snatches the ball away for an interception. He either knocks it down to the ground to where Gabe can't possess it or it's coming away with Minka. And just yesterday, it did not. It did not. Good, hard, tough battle. Both guys were at the right place at the right time. Gabe Davis got the draw. Uh, I mean, gosh. I mean, look. And even Josh Jackson, like the young man. He was in position, too. He was in position as well against Shakir. And he was just a step behind. Or the other time where guy goes up and just just snatches it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, it was just man. It was, you know, I, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna say Murphy's Law, but it just felt like just a mass, a mass of calamities happening all at one time. Oh, there's no question about it. You know what, Wes? If you could key up at some point here the initial reception that Gabe Davis made and going 98 yards because it, it it serves to kind of set the stage for what really occurred. Because to me, from that point on, you've got a defense that started to get to the point of they're reeling. They're kind of falling back on their heels. They're reacting rather than being proactive. So let's take a listen to this. To me, this is what started the whole uh, onslaught. Here's the snap. He's in his end zone. Pocket collapses. He throws it long down the field in the pass. Oh, he's caught on the dead run. That's Gabe Davis, and he is gone. 98 yards on a third and 10. Touchdown, Buffalo. Now, Max, it's third and 10. I mean, that's just no way does anybody get behind you on third and 10. And yet I couldn't understand the, the route or the angle that Trey Norwood took. And, of course, Levi Wallace got turned around. I, I actually thought he... He, he broke an ankle spin and trying to flip his hips to get, come out of that because Gabe Davis absolutely just ran by the both of them. And I, somehow, some way, both of them weren't on the same call. And it was not a normal third and ten. It was a third and ten backed up on their own two-yard line. True. Math majors. Yes. Uh, that's how you get a 98-yard touchdown. There was pressure in the end zone all around him. Yep. Like, if Trey Norwood brackets over the top, this play never happens. Right, right. This this play forces Josh Allen to hitch, then get sacked for a safety. That's literally how thin of a line it was. And... Minka blitzed on that play. That's why you only have one safety deep. And right. That, that was Trey Norwood. Minka hit, hit Josh right in the chops, knocked him down. I know. Like, if you had a bracket over the top, say there was somebody in front of Gabe as, he, as he's looking to throw it to him, where he can't throw it out there and lead him. Oh, we're talking about being up two zip. Yeah. And them punting to us. Yep. But instead, in that situation – a 98-yard touch. Two great downs get erased by that. Oh, it's, well, it's phenomenal from the get-go. Yeah. They muffed the, the, the kickoff, right? Yeah. Now you got the ball. They're playing bowling for dollars. They jump on the thing. You, it's, you got them backed up and everything. And then you've got on the second down, you got Miles Jack doing a great job of, of uh, beating the man to the point on a run and dropping 
the ball carrier, I believe, was Devin Singletary. Yeah, and the it second was play, Singletary, yeah. yeah. So, you know, here, here's the thing about it. It's like you said. You got him backed up. You got him right where you want him. Now you bring the heat. The heat was there. It was a great call. You got Minka doing what Minka does on a, on a good blitz. He, he hits the quarterback, but the quarterback is able to unload the ball. He's a great player, too. And sometimes great versus great, you get somebody that uh, makes the play. And they certainly made the play. I don't understand what was going on in Trey Norwood's mind, like, like you know, we talked about. But it does happen. You know, it does not devalue who Trey Norwood is. It's, what it does say is that he made a very wrong uh, uh, adjustment, whatever, his route in coverage. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his guesstimation was was greatly wrong. Okay, and yeah. and Levi Wallace too. I don't know, you know, what exactly they were thinking. Probably backed up on the two. You're trying to get room to punt. You know, is what I'm thinking that they were probably thinking about. Yeah, no, I mean you're absolutely right. Um, it, it was it was something that just was rough because that just that just set it that just set the cascade right. That's that first domino in a line of dominoes that starts right, to fall. Right. And you're you're trying you're trying to catch up to the domino trail and then it splits off, you know, it branches off, it goes from one to like three different trails going. You're trying to stop the dominoes from falling, but it's an exercise in futility. Um you might stop one thing, but then another thing springs open and it just it just seemed like we never we never caught our breath in that game. Um and then you have the offense, which, you know, it had its moments, right? It had its moments. Sure. But it's like something stalled it out. Something stalled it out in the end. A great drive across the field, and then a key third down is missed after you've converted third downs consecutively. Um, a miss sails a little bit. And I know the wind was a factor. Trust me. But it Being was that way for them, too. It was yeah. that way for them, too. Yeah. It was no easy task, but they figured it out a lot faster than we did, and they adjusted to it. And, and hey, to the victor goes the spoils. But, boy, oh, boy, it is definitely like spoiled milk on our end because there were some opportunities, but we just gave up too many chunk plays. Too many chunk plays, Wolf. Oh, I, I can't even begin to tell you how, you know, the, the the explosive plays what what happened i mean you look at that stuff and you you simply come to the realization i think they had something like uh seven plays of over 24 yards something like that they had three plays over 40 i mean you 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 yeah. just cannot win when you're giving up huge chunks of yardage and scoring chunks of yardage as it were you know it's one thing if if it's uh you know 45, 50 yards, it's another – if it's 98 or 97 yards and you stop them at the one, you make a defensive stand. But when – you know, when you got scoring going on, was it four touchdowns in the first half? Was it? Or three? I can't yeah. remember which. But You know, yeah, there was no, so much going on. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, just well, trying to – you know, just trying to understand all the things that were going on. Yeah, actually, no, I take that back. I think it was 21-3 at half. Okay. Yeah. Or 24-3, right? 24, sorry. 24, there we go. that's right. They had the field goal. They had the field goal. You're correct. Doggone. 24-3. Yeah. And then it just, yep, after that, it was it was over. And it felt like the Steelers were going to start to claw back. And no. I mean, you know, I, I think it was something that um, just did not happen the way it was supposed to. It just did not happen. No, they just and, didn't get it going. Now, having said all this, you know the one the one one thing that I look at as being a positive was how calm, cool, and collected Kenny played. Kenny showed leadership. He showed some fire. He showed some desire to get this thing going. He went downtown with some throws. He did things. Hey, nobody can game plan for a, when you're down twenty four to three. You know, you don't go into a game game planning that. You know where you're throwing yeah. the ball all the time. I mean, it just that's that's not something that that really goes on your registry. I mean, you 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 have some plays for big yardage and so forth, but when you're down that far and the defense knows you're just going to throw it, you know, it's simply they, they want to cut the hounds loose and have you have them rushing all the time. Yeah, 
No, I mean, yeah, it, it, it's a tough thing because, I mean, you said it multiple times during the broadcast, right? There's no run read. They're not scared of the run. They're pinning their ears back, and they are just coming after Kenny Pickett. They are just trying to get a- after the quarterback to continue their their, 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 their lead in the NFL in sacks. That, that's all they're doing. That's all they're doing. And – no matter how well the offensive line was going to play, eventually you were going to give up the ghost. Oh, yeah. And that was a sack. You were going to give it up. And Von Miller got his sack, again, adding to his already lengthy resume of sacks. He gets it. Um, And the defense, yeah, I mean, they just – they played. With all the injuries their defense has or had going into that game. Yes. Guys missing – they still answer the challenge, and that, that's something to be said. I mean, bravo. Uh, Buffalo is a really, really good team, and they have a lot of good depth, and we saw it on display because that defense was nowhere near full strength. Imagine had they been full strength, uh, Wolf. You're talking about Buffalo. Buffalo, yeah. yes. That that would that it could it could have been worse. Oh, but, good, yeah. Yeah, but <laughs> – but, I mean, but it was still terrible on, on, on our end. I mean, you know, guys were guys were just, you know, you, you, either, you, either, you either grow bigger in the moment or you shrink in the moment. I think some guys shrunk in the moment. That is a significant statement, my friend. You know, that is really something that uh, is worth considering. And that's going to take uh, the old look, you know, the man in the mirror thing. You know, oftentimes, you know, you, you got these – little sayings and so forth, and, and uh, you know, people think, well, the man in the mirror, I've heard that before. Well, you know what? There's truth in it. There's absolute truth yeah. in that. And you have to really self-examine, and you've got to be able to make sure that you are able to put on your very best uh, performance capabilities, and that starts with today and moving through the week and getting ready for the next one. But, you know, there's there's some significant steps along the way that needs to be taken. And, uh, you know, certainly that's going to be something that will come through the evaluation process. The problem is you're running out of bodies in the secondary to make adjustments. Do you know what I'm talking about? You know, Cam Sutton yeah. was hurt. Uh, you got Levi Wallace. He's got a concussion. You know, you've got uh, Terrell Edmonds was out. Uh, Akella Witherspoon was out. I mean, it's like you said, we got Josh Jackson who, hey, you know what? The kid's a pro. Um, the kid was in position. He didn't make the play. It's a shame. And I'm, I'm not down on him in the sense of, well, get rid of him. No. He's, you know, it, it's a tough situation to be brought up from the practice squad and then go into Buffalo in, in <laughs> your first real action and then say, hey, cover these guys. It's a little difficult oh, against yeah. the and Josh Allen, right? It's not spot du- and by the way, it's not spot duty. Oh, yeah. We're going to yeah, need right. you in the game the rest of it yeah. because we're already down. You are last. It was you and uh, the Riley kid. Yes. Uh, and in fact, they had to call a timeout during the game uh, because both of them were on the field at the same time. It was twelve men on the field lined up. I was like, you know what? I'd let it roll if the referees didn't see it. I mean, we we need twelve guys on the field. <laughs> at one point, like, we could have used it. <laughs> Even Mike Tomlin said that earlier in the week, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, hey, if we can get twelve out there, I, I would totally do it. No, I don't blame you. Listen, they had a little invisibility cloak. You know, you could just boop and just the guy disappears, but he's on the field. I, I, I'm not against it. I mean, listen, listen. Yeah, it, it, it's hey, it's only cheating if you get caught. <laughs> <laughs> Call it trying. What, <laughs> Call it trying. What, what was the saying back in the day? If you ain't cheating, you ain't competing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you ain't cheating, you ain't competing. Or if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. But look, you know, here's here's the thing about it, and uh, I, you know, we'll talk about it more as we go on. This is I truly believe. In '89, everybody's talking about 33 years ago, the worst defeat in the history of the Pittsburgh Steelers, 51 nothing the Cleveland Browns at Three Rivers. Well, I was there. I lived through it. What they're not even telling you was the the, the worst part about it was the next week, virtually the same thing happened in Cincinnati, and we lost 41 to 10. They're talking about you know the 31 point differential and Mike Tomlin's worst defeats shoot Chuck Knoll had it we were 51 nothing all right but I'll say this on the third week with the 2-0 Minnesota Vikings coming to town 
and they were they had killed their first two opponents, we were able to beat them. Now, how does that happen? And it happens within the confines of the four walls of the locker room. That's what I believe. And I think that's something we can talk about as we go further here, Max. All right. Well, let's do it on the other end. We'll step aside and take a break right now. And then next segment, we start planning and <laughs> using our strategery. Strategery, baby. Ready. Strategery to strategize. There and, you go. And, 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 the, and, the, and the things that go into this process of how can you turn it around as a team and as a locker room. Here in the locker room with Wolf and Starks. And by the way, if you happen to have to be on the move, feel free to tell your Alexa smart speaker, hey, Alexa, follow Steelers Nation Radio on iHeart. And Alexa will do the rest. If you have to move to another room, you're cleaning this morning or, you know, you're out and about or, you know, you can do all of these things. I think there's an Alexa in a car now. I think it's a Buick or something. But, uh... (laughs) We'll do that. We'll step aside. And we'll come back in a couple of minutes. You're listening to SNR and ESPN Radio. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. First thing to do is to watch the tape, man, and to assess what transpired and, and, and learn and grow from it. Um, and then plot a course for our next opportunity. Uh, we repeat a similar process week in and week out because we just believe in that approach um, to what it is that we do. The challenges keep coming in the NFL, and so you better be systematic and rhythmic in terms of how you deal with it. And so although today is miserable, um, we won't reinvent the wheel. Uh, we'll get back to work tomorrow. We'll evaluate our performance. We'll own it. We'll learn from it. And then we'll begin the process of plotting the course for our next opportunity. Well, that was Mike Tomlin talking about it. You're not reinventing the wheel. <laughs> you are yep. in a position where you've got a stew in it. And like, you know, twenty four hours, right? You got a stew in it. Yep. And then you got you gotta you gotta come up with a different plan. Um, and you have to learn from these mistakes. Because guess what? Nobody is going to feel bad for you. You're right. Everybody is looking at you to see if you blink in these moments, to see if you turn inward. Right. Or if you project outward with your emotions, right? How can you keep things in perspective? How can you keep everything in your mind and allow it to be funneled into into constructive creation and not destructive deterioration right you know that 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 that's what's going to be the biggest thing wolf and yeah this is a bitter pill to swallow right i mean even as we relive it and we go through it and like you said we watch the film you know there is just i mean there was some good things we did i mean special teams-wise yesterday, and, you know, I, I just, you know, as we, this is a good and the bad and the ugly Monday, right? Right. I mean, that, that's what this is. This is good, bad, and ugly. Um, let's, let, let's take an opportunity. Let's talk about some of the good. Let's talk about some of the good in, 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 in this moment because we're going to have a lot of time in the next segments <laughs> for the next hour. Hour and you know, breaking 30, this 33 down. minutes plus yeah. breaking this down. So might as well just start with the aperitif. It's not even appetizer. It's a little aperitif. You know, it's those little, it's those little tapas, right? You know, it's the ones that just what is tapas? What are, what are the tapas? Can I see they're the, like the, it's like fancy for appetizer. It's oh really? Is appetizer. that what it is? Yeah. I've never really understood. Yeah. Tapas that. are like little smaller portions. You That's know, like you small know, portion type of deals. You know, it was so funny because when the Steelers went over to play in London, I believe it was 2012 or something like that, or maybe 11, I don't know, right around there. Um, I remember sitting there in the uh, hotel lobby in London, Tunch and I, and he says, why don't we get some, uh, you know, uh, the, those little cakes, you know, the afternoon tea stuff like they do, you know, the Brits do, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, those yeah, little sandwiches. Yeah. Okay. 
you got you got these these little cuts of set. I mean, they're like I don't know. I mean, a three year old would eat them. You know, a little smear of something on uh, between two pieces of bread. I'm like going, wait a minute, what is this? this is nothing? You know, here I thought you got tea yeah. and crumpets here. You, you know, you got a little crumpetization going on. You you gobble it up, and I mean we I, we we nailed that thing in about. 60 seconds just gobbled it down i was like what was that about there's nothing to it i mean you know because you, you're just your savages wolf you're just savages <laughs> you don't know what high society it's high tea sir that's right high tea <laughs> no you, 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 no. Ta- you take a morsel you take a sip you take a morsel you take a sip no uh what was it yeah, oliver no, no, twist no. may I have another saw or something like that yeah may I have another sir now, uh, yes, go sir, away, or I shall taunt you a second time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the ninjas are getting restless, I can tell. Yeah, yeah. now, is that, is, that what, is, that what, is that what you told your, your mater d' or your host? Yeah, I don't even know what exactly. Proper, because I think mater d' is actually uh, French, so I don't know what the British call them. Right. Uh, your, b- butler, your butler. Yeah. I don't know. I well, have no clue. Let me ask you uh, this, Max, before we roll here. You heard Mike Tomlin say in the open, okay, to own it. What does it mean to own it? Because that's kind of one of those things that you hear people say, well, you got to own it. What does it mean to you to own it? And I'll chime in with my thoughts too. But um, I think it's important that we start to define some of these things because they're too easily glossed over. In the world and the life of a professional athlete, there comes those uh, moments where, you know, you, you, you've got to own it. So tell me. Well, I think to own it is to take stock in what you did personally in that game to either aid in chasing after a victory or to accept fault in a deficiency. Um, but understanding what you could do and what you can do to change it, you know, is there a moment where you let up and that let up cost the team? Mm-hmm. Is there a moment where you pushed a little too hard and it helped the team or it hurt the team? Uh, did you do all of your assignments as instructed, as perceived, and did you give maximum effort? Like, you have to take stock of all of the good and the bad. It's a constructive criticism criti- uh, critique and critical review of oneself and performance. And from that, are you learning from that mistake? Is this a consistent mistake that you just come up to? It happens more often than it doesn't happen. Or has it come up more than you would like it to? And what can you do to change? Like, it's it's that self-scan. Mm-hmm. The one that a coach shouldn't have to tell you what it is. You should be able to fit. Because at this level, you're a professional, right? You are at the pinnacle of the sport. You should be able to be a self-starter, a self-motivator, and a self-healer. A self responsive person in this moment. And that's what you say. You got to sit in it. You have to understand we are not good right now. We are not a good team. We have good players, but we are not a good team. And what does that look like? You know, I talked about it last week. Kenny Pickett said it. And, you know, I kind of like the new phrase at one eleventh, right? Mm hmm. You have to be one of 11 and you have to do your job because it's one 11th of the job on the field when you're out there. And are you responsible for your one 11th? So that's what you're, that's what you're grading. You're grading your one 11th, my slice of this pie, because everybody gets a slice of it, right? There's 45 slices on this pie, but some guys have specific responsibilities. My one 11th, of the play when I'm out there, did I do the right thing? Did I have the right key? Was I in the right place? And if I wasn't in the right place, why was I not in said right place? Why did I not make my play work or my job work? And that's something I think that every guy has to look. How do you, how do you view that? Um, 
it, you know, it. It, it, when you own it, when you own something, to me, it means that you got to make it yours. All right. Now, that's another statement that people sit there and go, all right, now we're getting to, you know, all the cute little metaphors. And no, no, no. I mean, this is, this is where the rubber meets the road for a professional athlete, okay? You got to make it yours, and you are what you put on video. So if on video, I'm playing offensive tackle. No, I'm playing guard. I'm going to go back to my rookie year, all right? I came from a run-oriented offense. I, I, run blocking was my thing. Whether it was traps, whether it was on the pull, whether it was straight drive blocking, that was what I thought I excelled at. Pass protection with punching was like, totally an, another out-of-this-world thing to me. And so I would keep falling back on my habit of what I did in college when I was being instructed by my line coach, you got to learn to punch. you got to learn to punch over and over again, right? So at one point in time, it became, when are you going to trust me? That This is my line coach saying, when are you going to trust me to when I tell you you have to punch? Because if you don't, you're not going to change. And if you don't change, you're not going to get any better. So that's what it means to me. When you own it, you make it yours. You are what you put on video. If you don't own it, you don't change. And if you don't change, you won't get better because you'll keep doing the things that get you into trouble, okay? Such as taking a bucket step if you're at tackle. You know what I'm talking about. You know, you step up with that outside foot, and all of a sudden you're a step and a half behind the outside rusher. You know, it's you're a defensive back and you're playing man coverage and, uh, you know, you glance into the backfield at that critical moment. you got to keep your eyes where you got to keep your eyes and you got to look for the little things that, that, you know, reaching for the hands of a receiver when he reaches for the ball. All those little critical things that, that you have to do. If you own it, you've got to then say, I'm not where I need to be as a skilled professional. I've got to do this better. And you got to break it down and start working on it, each and every guy. But owning it is about change. you got to realize, okay, this is not going to get any better with the way I'm doing this. I've got to be better or I'm going to be gone. All right, Wolf. And here's my thing. How does a guy go about it in the midst of this, right? In the midst of losing, I mean, because like you said, you guys had one where it was literally back-to-back weeks, right? You took oh, embarrassing yeah. losses. Yep. And then you're facing an undefeated team in week three against the Vikings, and you did. How did you guys turn it around? Um, what was – was there some specific moment that now when you look back upon it that just that just spoke to you? They're like, you know what? That was it. Can you Can you put a finger on what it was? Uh, I can put a finger on where it started, and the genesis of it was in the four walls of the locker room. Again, with players taking ownership over what they put on tape. Back then, it was it was tape. <laughs> it was film. It, was, it wasn't video like it is today. But it really go, comes down to, and, and here's the other thing about it. This is not just sitting there and saying, yeah, I own it, whoop-de-doo. No, it's about changing what you see on tape, and you've got to do something about it. Again, I go back to, for me, it was punching. I had to learn to punch, all right? I had to learn to time the punch. I had to learn how to take the bull rush on better by sinking rather than just by trying to lock my legs in at the very line of scrimmage. You know, you have to learn all these things, and you got to change, and if you don't, you're going to get gone. I mean, that's all there is to it. That's why the NFL stands for not for long, you know, and it's simply a matter of overcoming your deficiencies and starting to build or get gone. That's that's the only way the NFL operates. Those guys are out there because they have shown at some point in time they're capable of playing at a high level, at whatever level they're at. Then you go on to a higher level such as the pros, and now you're here and you're swimming with some sharks. Right, you you swim you swim with the killer yeah. whales out there, and it's either you've got to get better or you're going to get gone. And part of it is when you see your deficiencies, you got to work at it. If you're not one of those guys, if you're one of those guys that just walks off the field after a practice and and just goes to his locker, then goes home, plays video games, eats chips, and sits on the couch, well, you know what? There's not a lot you're going to get done as far as helping your team get any better because right now you're just worried about yourself. 
But if you're one of those guys that says, okay, I know what I'm deficient at. I got to work at it, whether I get a teammate, whether it happens in the regular team period of practice, or I stay after and get some extra work done. You've got to own those deficiencies of yours and raise the bar, raise the level of what you're able to contribute. And it's got to come from within. And uh, I, you know what? Let's take, a, let's take a break here because I want to come back because I, we did learn from Chuck, and I can give you some specific lessons that Chuck employed back in the day, in 1989, we lose 51 to nothing to the Cleve Brownies at Three Rivers. We turn around and lose 41 to 10 at Cincinnati at Riverfront Stadium the next week. But you know, Chuck didn't bow, he didn't break, and he stood tall. And that season came within one drop pass of going to the AFC Championship game. So we'll talk about that more when we come back here in the locker room. In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Absolutely, man. You play like we play today, man. You got to be open to doing whatever's required to change the the outcome of these games. And so that's a given. Um, I don't think anybody's going to be surprised by our willingness to turn over whatever stone to change the outcome of games like transpired today. That's just appropriate. Indeed. Very appropriate. In September of, of, uh, what was it, 1989, USA Today ran a headline that says, Has the game bypassed Chuck Knoll? And, I mean, it was everywhere across the nation, right? And I remember going into the meeting room on that very day with Chuck Knoll uh, being the headliner across the country and everybody asking the same question, has this game bypassed the great Chuck Knoll? And I remember the lessons that, that we learned in that day and in coming weeks, coming out of there. But number one, and this, Max, I'll, I'm going to say to you, right, all the answers, and I've, you've heard this before, all the answers to all your questions are to be found within the four walls of the locker room. Translated, basically, only the players can make it happen, Max. You can't scheme your way out of a butt whooping. If you aren't holding the point of attack in a double team, all right, there's nothing you can do about scheming the fact that you get uprooted and thrown backwards eight, ten yards. You know what I mean? That's that's yeah. something you've got to learn to handle and be strong enough at the point of attack. And I'm not pointing any fingers at anybody right now. Everybody can go about their business and look and see how they played, because I had the same thing happen to me. You have to look within yourself. You have to look at yourself, and then you've got to decide you're either going to accept the criticism and change what is getting you into trouble or creating poor habits or whatever, and you've got to make an adjustment, or you get gone. That's the nature of the beast. And that was number one with Coach Knoll was that it's found with the players. Only the players can do that on the field. No, you're absolutely right, and and I think one thing to be of note that people that might be cringing and might be, oh, let's ask for people's heads in right. these moments, take a step back. Take, take stock of where we are. Right now is a time of transition, a time of rebirth, uh, a time of retooling, figuring out the new personnel. This is a new era. And this is something that we as fans and as former players, we've enjoyed a modicum of success that very few teams experience over the last two decades. And in fact, since 2000, the Steelers are third overall in most wins. So the 21st century, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Actually, no, I take that back. We're number two all time. I, my fault, Wolf. I was I, I was I was looking at uh, since 2010, but since 2000, <laughs> since the 21st century started, we are second only to the New England Patriots for most wins. And the margin 
Obviously, those Patriot teams with Tom Brady kind of made this margin a little bit bigger. Their overall win percentage is 71.4%. Ours is 64%. Um, Pretty good stuff. Pretty good stuff, yes. And in order to be in that position, because think about this, who, who, who you're better than over the last two decades plus. You're better than a team by the name of the Green Bay Packers, who's in third right behind us. You're behind a team with the Indianapolis Colts. Hello, Peyton Manning, right? right? The Baltimore Ravens, the Philadelphia Eagles, the Andy Reid Philadelphia Eagles. Right? By the way, have you seen Andy Reid's commercial with Pat Mahomes on the airplane drawing a mustache? No, I guys? Oh, it's hilarious. I can't believe Oh, my gosh. It's just great. Andy Reid just kills me. He's so yeah, I, I love Andy. Listen, oh. Andy Reid might be one of might might be one of my favorite non ever played for coaches. You <laughs> yeah. know what I'm saying? Yep. Uh, because he just seems like he he. First of all, he's a former lineman, so obviously there's going to be a kindred spirit there. Yes. Right. Yes. He's the manifestation of all of our thoughts and dreams. Right. He loves you know? cheeseburgers. <laughs> yes. Yes, he does. He loves cheeseburgers. He is he is a, he is a food aficionado, which you can appreciate. <laughs> I, and yes. he you can tell he he's just happy to be there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like he's just, I mean, it, it, it's a tremendous thing. But, um, you know, there are ebbs and flows in seasons, teams, organizations, but the Steelers have had more flow than ebb, right? We have experienced success, and this is the first time we're really experiencing true setbacks. Right. Um, but it's a momentary fleeting thing if guys get on the, on the right page. If guys can all come together like you're talking about, Wolf, if they can become something greater than themselves to become a greater whole, and I think the guys have the, have the ability to do that. I mean, you look around, you know – the locker room, you look around the faces, and you can see that guys want to do their best. But I think right now guys are more so scared of messing up than scared of becoming their best selves, right? When you're so scared of failure, it can paralyze you, right? Mm -hmm. Because you're so worried about one thing happening that cascades you in a negative spiral. And it's a it's just a mental flip that must be made, and nobody can tell you how to do it, Wolf. Right? Right. Like it's an introspective thing. You have to look within yourself and figure out what your trigger is, where you don't have to be afraid of failing. You just have to be accepting that you will not be denied. That I'm going to mess up. Listen, hey, hand up first. I'm going to mess up. Hell, for me. I knew in my career I was going to give up a slot blitz at some point during the year. I was I, I was just I'm not going to see it one time every year. It's going to happen, but I don't let that stop me from picking it up all the other times. I just know it's going to happen, and when it does happen, I raise my hand. Saw in me. I remember coming into meetings. Ba looked at me in the meeting. Max, is that your one? Yeah. Is that your one? Yep. <laughs> Yeah, that's my one. That's my one. Ba, we're good after this. Don't worry about it anymore. But that's 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 an understanding of self, and it's not being afraid of the eventuality of it, but embracing it and knowing that I'm not going to make that mistake again. Like, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Right? And I knew that 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 was that that was my trigger. That was my thing. That was my hiccup. That was my yip. Whatever you want to call it. I knew once a year I was, was going to miss a slot bliss at some point. Now, I prided myself on being a great player when picking up and having a sense and a feel for what teams are doing blitz-wise. And I knew that there was always one time they were going to get me. It was but let good, me ask the, you this. You know, the Did ghost you, was going to catch up. You, you got there because you accept and you knew, right? I mean, yeah. all right, that, that's what I'm talking about. When you When you own it, okay, now I got it. Now, uh, yeah, I know you're not sitting there. You're, you're not – 
giving up the ghost and saying, yeah, I'm, I, I missed one, so therefore, you know, whatever. No, you, you don't sit there and say, I'm going to miss one in the sense of you, you actualize it. But there's a there's that possibility can happen, but it makes you more aware. And you knew in, within your heart of hearts, you got to own it. Okay, I, I've got to yeah. be able to be aware of the blitz coming off the slot. That's just something yeah. that, that's got to ring true to you. And if you deny that you have a problem with it, well, then you know what? You're going to continue to have a freaking problem with it. You know exactly. Turn a blind eye, push it under the rug. All of those it's things. It's not no. going to work. No, you've got to meet it head on. You've got to meet that issue head on. Own it. Realize it, that that it's something that this is my hiccup. You know what I'm saying? It's like it, this is my freckle, right? right? You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, I got here's a wart, here's a bunion, whatever you want to call it, and classify it as. But I'm not trying to cover it up. I know what it is, and I'm not afraid of it. I'm not afraid because I know who I am, right? And and that's where I think guys and, – and that that's the other thing about this team. It's so young that you don't really have those – you have some vets that can, that can shepherd that, but you don't have a veteran group that knows those things. This is a young group that's understanding what NFL success looks like, right? For all intents and purposes, yeah, you've got guys in spotty places – you know what I'm saying? You have a for every Cam Hayward and Tyson Alawalu, you got a Kenny Pickett, a Dan Moore, and a Najee Harris, right? You know, right. you have young guys that don't really haven't been through the fire, but you have guys who've been through so many fires that there might be, a, and not in a negative way, that there's a disconnect. But I mean, let's face it, there's a disconnect every five years. You know, if you read the birth order, right? You know, it talks about every five years you kind of recycle within the family structure and it takes on a different personality traits. Mm-hmm. So that's when you talk about having a, a, a good group of the middle class of the NFL, which is those guys from years five through eight that can, you know, and, and where you are on that determines how close you can be to that younger generation, the new guys coming in every single year how close of a connection you have and do you daisy chain it down that the sixth year guy talks to the second year guy and imparts that upon him, which then the second year guy can impart that onto the first year guy because you're right outside the cusp. And so that's where you kind of lose that a lot um, in today's NFL for most teams. And that's where I think we have that kind of disconnect. Those middle-class guys are really – impart the standard I mean what made the Steelers so great the time I was there was you had guys at every level and one beget the other guys pass the traditions on from one guy to the next and from one group to the next group it carried a standard that's why we have this record that we do in the 21st century and so now you've gotten to a point where when, I'm not going to say that other R word that somebody else said last week. <laughs> but this is where you have to repair the lines of communication. And some guys got to grow up to get closer to the, <laughs> to that group that's that's older, right? True. You got to grow up some. You know, you know it, it's not something that, 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 ha- that, has to ha- that has to be said, but it's something that has to be felt. An expectation that has to be brought on internally – to say, I know I know where I'm at season-wise, but I got to play beyond my seasons. And what does that take? That takes extra film study. That takes extra time talking and getting around your teammates and getting to know them. Get off your devices, right? Get off your social medias. Get off your self-promotion. Get off the branding. Stop reading everything or putting content out there. Focus on the content of conversation. Focus on the content of human interaction focus on the content of relationship building because that is what matters in this game communication is key verbal and nonverbal. guys need to spend more time together as opposed to spending time apart when you leave that facility there's still opportunities out there for you to grow as a teammate as a friend and not to say that you need to negate your family responsibilities 
or the people you love or the people that are your touchstones to reality because we can lose that reality in the midst of football, right? You can become absorbed with something. But if if you're going home to an empty house or you're going to just sit on your couch and, like you said, play video games or something, think that there's an opportunity that somebody else there is probably wishing they could play that video game with you, a teammate, (laughs) right? And not just do it over, over, over the internet and play, you know, play online multiplayer, but no, go sit on that couch with that man, right? Go spend that time in person because you will learn more about each other and that will make you a stronger unit. Our teams back in the 2000s, Wolf, in my time, we spent a whole heck of a lot of time together. I'm sure our wives would definitely say, yeah, y'all, y'all spend way too much time together. But that made us great. That made us great because we knew on game day when you have broke bread with somebody, when you have spent that extra time with that guy, you know each other a little bit better. You become family in that moment. And family can call family out, right? Absolutely. We can fight in the yard all we want, right? All the wolves can fight. You, Dale, and Ron can fight all you want. <laughs> but let somebody come into the Wolfly yard talking smack. When you, you, you are, mess with one, you, you are, get three. <laughs> that's right. You mess with the bull, you're getting the horns, yeah. right? Or you yep. mess with one wolf, you're getting the teeth of the entire wolf pack. That's it. That's that, it exactly. That's what they have to get to. That's exactly what they have to get to. And that's where the mentor relationships are so huge because you can put an official title to it rather than just being buddies. But there is that mentorship of the knowledge passed down from the older to the younger and again, it's all got to be part of that reciprocal thing. You bring that youthful enthusiasm to the group, and there's a building process. Again, all the answers to all the questions are to be found within the four walls of the locker room. Only the players can make it happen, Max. And there are more things that I've got. I've got four points that I remember well from the 89, what uh, Chuck was talking about. And I'd like to just, we'll go over them in the next one. We'll, we'll throw out another one. What do you say after we come back? Absolutely, absolutely. Let's step aside. The first hour's over, and of course, we're going to keep tree-stumping this and soapboxing this <laughs> to make sure everybody understands it, but there, there is an opportunity there. So we're going to step aside for a minute, and when we come back in the locker room, we will discuss Wolf's wisdom right here on SNR and ESPN Ways <laughs> Radio. <laughs> Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. Are you looking to build this year? If so, there is no better time than right now to start planning and to get your spot on the construction schedule. If you need a garage, a stall barn, a storage for vehicles, RV, boat, collectibles, or even a a shop for your farm, hobbies, or car restoration projects, visit MortonBuildings.com and start your construction process. With superior materials, craftsmanship, best-in-class warranty, Morton Buildings are made to last for generations. At Morton, the difference is in the details. From their cutting-edge innovations to their craftsmen in the field, they are dedicated to surpassing expectations. Their legacy of excellence spans more than 120 years, and Morton Buildings is 100% employee-owned with more than a quarter million satisfied customers. That means they're the industry leader you can trust. When you choose Morton, you'll experience quality at every step of the building process, starting before the walls even go up. Visit mortonbuildings.com to get started today.